0: It's The Watcher again. I have returned. I have returned to speak about Doctor Strange, the differences between universes and timelines, my own interference, and, as you might expect, how one of the hosts of this very podcast still hasn't seen Shang-Chi. Prepare yourselves. It's The Infinity Watch Podcast.
1: oh my god (laughs) welcome to the infinity watch podcast my name is tommy and i'm here with my throaty co-host eric
0: yeah sure why
1: not (laughs) why not the watcher got really really kind of uh i don't know he needs like a lozenge or something (laughs) true shit all right welcome to the infinity watch podcast episode 31 we got a lot to talk about this week. Obviously, Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings came out this past week. And the last episode or the latest episode of Marvel's What If titled Doctor Strange. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands, which I'm pretty sure is the best episode so far. I'm just going to say up, up at the top. Ooh, here. But, uh,
0: interesting. Um, I would give a little tease. I don't agree.
1: Oh, damn. All right. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Then. The best episodes are when we don't agree. So <laughs> bring it on. Let's uh let's jump right into it. Um and for the record, I saw Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah. yeah, if if anybody
0: who has ever listened shocker. to one episode of this podcast before, if you couldn't guess which one of us saw it and which one of us didn't, you're uh come on, try harder.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um I actually want to bring up um an email to start off before our news. Oh I want to give yeah, a shout it. out to um to our SoundCloud fan, user seven two one seven two nine seven three. Um shout out. I I actually I need to send this over to you, Eric. I realize I forgot to send this over to you. Uh sent a very beautiful email over just uh saying how much they enjoy listening to the podcast. No um, way. Yeah, it was really heartfelt and extremely nice. And so shout out to you user 733172973. Um and so it's uh you know there was one part I wanted to read. Let's see. blah, 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 blah. Hold on one second. Hold on. I want to find it here. And you can cut out this little extra if you want, but Nah. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to do that. People can uh
1: people people know how this works. Oh, Eric, you like this? He said, "And yes, I will say, hey, the voice got me, Eric. I can admit it; it did. And before you come after me, Tom, I'm not saying I don't like your voice. I think, I think, I think that is what you're saying. He said, I have no idea where you're from, but I don't think I've ever heard an accent quite like yours before. Oh. I'm not even sure if it's an accent; it's something though—tone, intonation, something. You're lucky. Wow, I—I I really appreciate. It. I
0: feel like I'm just pretty standard Midwestern." uh here here in the United States, but that's super nice. I appreciate it.
1: But yeah, I'll, I'll also send fuck over. you, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's that's what I got from it. Um no extremely nice letter. Appreciate hearing from the fans. And uh Eric, I'll send this over. Lots of really, yeah. really nice compliments. It's one of these this stuff like this that makes me go, okay, yeah, this is a good reason to keep doing this because people enjoy it. So um, shout out to our favorite SoundCloud user there. Um, but let's jump right into it. Um, good news from Marvel Studios. It seems like Shang-Chi is looking to exceed box office expectations this weekend, looking to make almost $90 million over just the weekend in the worldwide box office. So it's probably pretty close to beating uh, Black Widow at this point, wouldn't you say? <clears throat> I mean, how much did Black Widow make worldwide?
0: wasn't it like 3 400
1: Black Widow so the hard thing with Black Widow is you can't you can't see the Disney plus figures right so worldwide it made 371 total okay um and so this movie so far I think is gonna be 90 million in the weekend almost just a little bit under that just uh, from Thursday and Friday alone I think we're at 53 million worldwide so
0: interesting i still don't think it's going to be black widow but we uh but we will see
1: yeah i think ultimately if you included all the disney plus stuff it wouldn't for sure but yeah that that makes the uh kind of the analysis of how much movies make a little bit weirder for sure yeah you mean the disney plus inclusion yeah yeah totally yeah. it's just harder It's it's apples and oranges at this point
0: yeah i read some bullshit of like well, the equivalent of the Disney Plus earnings would be somewhere, approximately between uh 150 and 200 million. It's like, I guess. How the fuck? How?
1: I love that voice because <laughs> that, that's exactly what I think of when I hear people type like that. Yes, totally. It's like, all right, Captain Douche. Uh, we get it. <laughs> all right, let's let's jump over. I thought this was interesting. So. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. My hype level for this movie catastrophic.
0: It just, <laughs> what a great word for it. There's just there's just nothing
1: that will ever satisfy what I'm. I just have so many expectations, and apparently, according to One Take News, the Doctor Strange su- Supreme, which sounds like a Taco Bell tie-in, quite frankly. Um, that we met in <laughs> last us. week's episode of Marvel's What If is going to appear in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness.
0: I mean, I have a strong suspicion that we already saw him in the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer.
1: Right, yeah. Throwing the trains around. That. And I, I, I don't know, I guess like it seems interesting that they're saying it's the same one. They claim a darker and evil version of the Sanctum Santorum has been built. Mm. While the semi-reliable Scoop person, Daniel RPK, backed up the report yep. on Patreon. So apparently people are leaking stuff and getting paid for it on Patreon nowadays. That feels weird. Do it. That feels very weird. I don't think I yeah. like that. Yeah, it seems kind of dumb to me. But, <laughs> yeah. um, so I read this article and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then I was reading another article that was talking about the rumored cameo. Of Charles Xavier in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And uh, this person called Viewer Anon, um, who has kind of become a semi-reliable rumor scooper, I guess is what they're calling him now on social media. Mm-hmm. He said, Wanda is the villain of the movie, and she does have a confrontation with Xavier and Captain Carter, among others. Mm-hmm. So... Are just all these Marvel what-if characters just gonna show up at some point? So I still
0: really feel, and I think it's probably gonna happen next episode. I mean, it's gonna have to soon. Like, these what if episodes are definitely all gonna collide and we're gonna get like a what-if Avengers, I feel. And yeah, I mean, I see uh I guess it makes sense that they would show up in a in a multiverse fuckery movie. I'm my constant worry here is like it's almost the opposite worry of what everybody well what I personally felt um during the beginnings of the Marvel universe which is like I feel like they're not doing enough, they're not going crazy enough, like there's so much more that could be done. Now I have right. the opposite worry where it's like this is might be too much. Like, yeah. like it really... I mean, there's so much that you have to know to be able to uh, appreciate fully anything in the Marvel Cinematic
1: Universe now. And it might be bordering on too much, I feel like. I, I don't, I like... So, live action versions of the cartoons are going to show up in this movie. And I, for some reason, the whole premise of that just seems extremely cheesy to me. I don't know why it is that it's like we're going to have a Marvel What If cartoon show. And then people from that show are just going to, I don't know, like, is it just going to be like a quick glimpse? But it's like, if this is true, they're saying they have a confrontation. Wanda has a confrontation with Captain Carter. What? It just seems wacky to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see, I'm assuming, I could be way off here, but I'm assuming what they mean by confrontation is Wanda is tumbling through the dimensions and just happens to, you know, happens to come upon Captain Carter. They immediately see each other as a threat and they fight for, two minutes Uh, like Hmm. I I think that's probably going to be the extent of it I I don't think uh, I don't think it's going to be anything crazier than that necessarily also I will say and I don't disagree with you but just to play devil's advocate here sure I mean I I will say it's like it's almost similar to like they have prequel comics based on the movies right so it's like we've seen these characters in different mediums before the exact same characters from the exact same universes um, so it's not totally, uh, totally unheard of, but I, but I don't disagree that like it, fe- something about it does feel a little weird, especially cause these characters debuted in a cartoon and, you know, it, it, which, right. it, which is varying levels of good, <laughs> I would say. You know, so. it was really
1: funny. I, I got to give some shit to reddit because i was on reddit a couple of days ago reading a thread about the marvel what if episodes and some people were commenting about how the captain carter one like wasn't that good and everyone's like i think they just made it really simple because they didn't want like the first episode to be like too much of a jump or a leap for people to have to really like think about how much it was different I'm like no man it was just bad yeah yeah okay? it was just bad like you're like bending over backwards to justify why the first episode was just shit yeah it, it just wasn't well written is really all it was
0: yeah I, I i totally agree but i mean i understand the inclination of hardcore marvel fans to want to defend it um
1: but yeah it was just bad it's okay it can be yeah. bad <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all right people fine. you know i'm a huge marvel fan i love it <laughs> i finally i gotta say um i'll have to post a picture on our uh twitter at infinity rewatch I just hung up my metal Captain America shield right above the desk where I'm sitting at right now. On the oh, wall, yeah. And it looks pretty fucking awesome. So that's so Huge awesome. Marvel fan. But like, hey, if it's if something's not good, it's OK. Yeah. You know? Just because there's pretend like it's great. Yeah. And there's going to be a trillion other
0: attempts at basically the exact same thing. So like eventually there will be a good version or an equivalent. So it'll be fine. Right. And in fact, exactly. the good version of that already exists. It's called Captain America: The First Avenger. So, like, check it fine. out if you've never seen. Yeah, it. yeah, it's fine.
1: Oh my goodness! All right, I'm gonna jump over. I'm a little bit worried here. Oh no, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm a little bit worried because Dune premiered. Huh. Yeah. Wait, it premiered did... at like Venice Film Festival or some shit. Okay. Like that. And uh the the ratings are coming out. Okay. Oh no, are they? It's it's got an eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomato. Oh, okay. I feel like that's fine. I was expecting it's, way worse based on your run-up to this. Some people are just calling it a little bit sluggish. Yeah. It's you know, and, and I don't know, it's I can't tell with critics. You know how critics are, right? Everyone's gotta have their point of view. Hmm. you know and some people say it's really good and some people say it's just like you know it's really ambitious which is great and that's always scary to me yeah it's like yeah well they tried a lot of crazy stuff it didn't necessarily land but uh you know um but my concern is really just that it's half of the first book and i don't think that half of the first book has a really good climax in it so um you know they're like even with its imperfections Dune is an experience is awesome it Has astounding special effects Great production you know I'm sure it'll be fun I'm just, I'm just really worried So we'll see That's fair but let me um,
0: Let me try to What's the word assuade your fears I don't Ooh. I don't know who Yeah <laughs> um, I would Liken this to like a Blade Runner 2049 It's like no matter how incredible it is it's just not going to be some people's thing. I mean, it's a big sci-fi epic. Like it's going to be by virtue of what it is. It's probably going to be a little sluggish, especially based on the fact that it takes place seemingly as someone who's never read the book by the trailers. It seems like the whole place, the whole thing takes place on like Tatooine, which is a nothing planet. It's just fucking dust everywhere. So like, I understand that, uh, you know, I, I understand that that could, some people might see that as like slower or not super exciting or whatever, whatever, but I have faith that, uh, that is all in service of a greater space opera sci-fi story. Um, and I think it's going to, I think it's going to be fine. I think that it was, there's no possible way this movie was ever going to get better than 85%, even if it's the best uh, interpretation of a Dune movie possible, just because of how
1: people are. Yeah, no, I mean, like, do you like Blade uh, Runner
0: 2049?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, like, oh my God, that movie is so good, but like, I think you're completely right. With just the genre, that type of movie. Yeah, um, it's, I think, I think a lot of like my concerns too, it's like, uh, you know, Tatooine. Like that—that that came from Dune. Like they took that from Dune. Oh, well, and there that you was go. The inspiration. And so I, I, my only other fear too is that people were like, "Well, this is just like this other movie." Blah 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 blah. Just like they just never made a really good movie of it, so people hadn't heard of it. But it was like the OG, you know, sci-fi fantasy book.
0: Yeah, I'm um, I'm very excited. I think I mentioned on this podcast. One of my favorite things to do is. Um, I'm a big proponent of watching the movie before reading the book, and I have never uh, read Dune, but it seems like it's aggressively my thing. I'm sure I'll love it. So I'm really excited to see this movie and then read the book, and then I get to experience... Hopefully, I'll get to experience some amazingness twice, because that is uh, that is why I like to do it that way. Because if you read the book first... No movie's ever going to compare to the book, which is another thing I feel probably my problem. Yeah, exactly, right <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but yeah, well, I'm I'm very excited still. When is it coming think, out officially?
1: I, let's see. I think it's October. Let's see. Dune release date October 22nd. Nice. And I'm pretty sure this one technically will release on HBO Max. Yes, yes, it will. I'm even very excited. Though, uh, the director, Denis Villeneuve, he's like, go see it in theaters, go see it in theaters, go see it in theaters. Nah. Um, I did it, finally uh, get an HBO Max subscription. Nice! After all this time of bitching and moaning, I was like, "Fine, I'll get one." Yeah, HBO it, Max it is out.
0: is uh is one of, one of my favorites for sure. It's a good one.
1: I really just needed to watch *Curb Your Enthusiasm*. That was my main
0: problem. Oh, okay. All right. All, all right.
1: It. My last bit of news this week. This one kind of caught me off guard a little bit so the wall street journal ran this huge article in-depth piece on scarlett johansson's legal battle with disney over how she wanted uh more money because black widow wasn't released specifically in theaters it was on disney plus as well um and that whole drama right um but that's not what what the article kind of led to apparently Joe and Anthony Russo who directed the latter two Captain America movies. And obviously the last two Avengers movies, infinity war and Endgame, um, They, they've been taking some time away from Marvel uh, but it seemed like they would be interested at in returning at some point uh, who knows for what, you know, they mentioned that they wanted to do secret wars that's a cool story. Um, but apparently they had been talking to Marvel and talks between the, the two brothers and Marvel Studios are said to have stalled, um, which mm. means that they were taking place in the first place. And this is this is the quote from from the website. It says, since the lawsuit, brothers Joe Russo and Anthony Russo, directors of Marvel's Adventures Endgame, the highest grossing movie of all time, hit an impasse in negotiations in negotiations to direct another Marvel movie. The Johansson dispute left them unsure how their next movie would be distributed and how they would be paid, according to people familiar with the matter. And that's crazy to me. I didn't even know that they were talking to Marvel, which is crazy. Wait, so re say that in layman's terms. So basically, the Russo brothers yep. have been negotiating with Marvel to direct another Marvel movie, right? which is new news. But their negotiations basically have stalled because of the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit and how that movie was distributed on Disney+. Mm-hmm. And they don't feel comfortable and confident that their movie would be distributed in the way that they want it to be. Oh, and that they would be paid what they expect to be paid, basically. I mean,
0: that annoys the absolute fuck out of me. Uh, I man, it's not that serious. A screen is a screen. Who cares how big it is? I feel like these directors are so fucking precious about their, oh, you gotta go see it in theaters. It's just not the same, but it literally is the same directors. It literally fucking is exactly the same. The difference is simply the size of the screen. That is it. It's not that serious. Get the fuck over it. That's so annoying to me. That's so annoying to me. If the Russo brothers... The art
1: of cinema, Eric. The art of cinema. The art of
0: cinema is bullshit. It is absolutely bullshit. The art of cinema. Here's what
1: the art of cinema is. It's that they're able to make a shit ton more money off of people by making them pay to see the same thing over and over again.
0: Only because they haven't figured out a better distribution process otherwise, which they could easily do. It's definitely possible. It's like, uh, it's just shit like this annoys me because it's an industry fighting against the obvious way of the future. The same thing happened with music and it's better now. Thanks to Spotify and Apple music and whatever, whatever. But it's like, uh, but for, for the longest time. And in fact, some of our listeners might be a little too young to even remember this. Um, because we are verified old people at this point, I would say, but, uh, it, yep. it, back in the day, I mean, it was a huge deal when music started just being digital files, because uh, for the longest time, it was just cassette tapes and CDs. And then uh, this little thing called Napster came came around and it was a way for people to essentially pirate music. And it was a slightly different thing because it's like pirating is different, whatever, whatever. But that became a big issue everybody's like the music right. industry's dead everybody's stealing music but then all they had to do the only reason people were stealing music is because so much fucking music was coming out every week nobody has the room to buy a million cds a week right so they came up with yeah. the solution they in they came up with spotify they came up with apple music whatever whatever, whatever. that same shit needs to happen for movies now and they're not. They're trying everything in their power to not even allow it. It's like you gotta yeah. just let it happen. It's over. It's fucking over.
1: Like I think you're, move you're on. spot on in, in comparing the two. I think Hollywood is really trying to hold on to that old model as long as they can. Yes, and they're losing it. And they they need to lose it. You know, it's like I, I think the trouble here is that a lot of smaller movies rely on like a certain amount of money from people watching them whereas like i don't know there, there are certain people that will lose from having that that digital platform but it's inevitable at this yes point. yes it really is totally and it just it doesn't make sense how things are working right now obviously theaters can exist yes yeah but you have to pay attention to the other side of it, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad you said that, because I want to be very clear. Like, I am not fighting for the destruction of all movie theaters, right? Like, that's not that's not my intent. I think movie theaters will always exist. They will always have a place. But I also think that we're at a point in human society where expecting the majority of people who are interested in a movie to go to a theater for several hours and sit there quietly with their phones off. It's just not realistic. And it it's never going to be again. It's it, we're
1: past that point as a society. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's always been, you know, the way Hollywood's business model works, especially even, you know, with physical media dying. Um, it's always been an extremely, um, what's the word? Uh, you know, it's a very manipulative business model. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, we've now seen, and you've mentioned some people might be too young to know, like, you know, a decade ago, two decades ago, when a movie would be out in theaters, it would be in theaters for a couple of months, and then you wouldn't see the DVD for, like, six to eight months. <laughs> oh, God, those were dark times. Or the VHS, for that matter. And so, like, there was a period of time where if you wanted to see that movie again, you were waiting, you know six months to a year to even see it again. And that's if you didn't pay to go see the movie in theaters several times. And so you're locked into this theater, a theater that charges a ridiculous amount for the ticket and then anything else you want to experience at that movie theater. And then you wait a gazillion months and then you get charged for, you know, what was a VHS. And then they started releasing the DVD of the same thing, then the Blu-ray and then the 4K Blu-ray. You know, it's just like, it just keeps going. I have like the same copy of like one movie seven times. And (laughs) now that we're living in the age we are now, it's like that doesn't exist. We all, everything's digital. And so you're not getting all these repeat physical media sales. People don't want to go to the theater. They just want to pay for it, have it, and then you're good. Because that's that's how like real business should work. You shouldn't be paying six times to do the same thing. It's just yes. a ridiculous business model that takes advantage of people. And I think, Fuck. you know, I get it. Like the, the act of going to a movie theater, unplugging, blah, blah, blah. Some people really love that. But like a lot of people don't, you know, and that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, for, first of all, that is an incredible observation. I I totally agree. And um, I mean, I, I won't harp on this too much longer, but I will say my, my issue actually is not – unplugging for i i wish if there were a magical theater in our area that like actually enforced that people weren't on their phones i think i would oh be less God. annoyed but he, the the problem is they don't and people are rude and stupid and so the last probably 10 times i've been to a movie theater i've been distracted the whole Fucking movie by some idiot on their phone the whole fucking movie. And I just can't I can't do I cannot deal with that because I spend the whole two hours wanting to strangle this fucking person.
1: Yeah, oh my god. Someone was on Snapchat when I was in the Shang-Chi movie theater. Dude. And I'm like, guy, dude, like this is like this is like a $16 movie ticket right now. What are you doing? (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. All these ADHD, you know, it's like you can't sit down for an hour or something. I just can't, you know, I get it. It's like a legitimate problem. But like, for fuck's sake, just leave. Yes leave or sit in the back row with your phone brightness all the way down then
0: whatever why does it always like the brightest fucking phone because these people are fucking brain dead it drives me crazy i understand i've been really heated the past 10 minutes but this shit drives me
1: crazy like if we sound like the two old men muppets (laughs) right now
0: it's so true but if you go to movie theaters don't do everybody hates you if you do this everybody Every single person there. Nobody's like, ha look, that's okay. This is this this young person enjoying their day out. No, they want to murder you because you're fucking annoying. Don't do it. That's the PSA for today. Stop.
1: Boom. Don't be a fuck.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. But also just release movies a different way. Figure it out. You can do it. Hollywood. I believe in you. I would pay money. I would suggest so Take two, I would subject, use take two, myself to predatory pricing practices, again, willingly, if I could just do it from my home. And I know millions of others would too. Uh, So
1: figure the fuck out, Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone has, like, fucking, like, 65-inch TVs at this point, Yeah. Most people have big, big TVs. They're they're so affordable. Um, and, you know, I would love to just like, okay, like this movie came out like, all right, me and my partner, we're going to go like, you know, turn all the lights off, watch this movie together. You know, like have dinner and watch this movie together. You know, you're still watching it on a big screen. You know, there's you can get a sound bar for like 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. They all sound great. You know, it's fine. You know, you didn't hear any of these. You didn't hear any of these directors bitching when we were watching things on fucking VHS tape. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah, you got like fucking like uh, like (laughs) the scratchingness all over the screen. The tapes rubbing raw. Oh, you can't see a damn thing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is so true never heard a single peep about that everyone
1: average. was fine with like 240p max quality on a vhs tape <laughs> oh But you know why they weren't God. bitching because they were making money off of like a 40 dollar vhs tape. true
0: <laughs> okay
1: i'm done i'm done
0: look at this scene from independence day the alien ship pixels hit the white house pixels really hard
1: yeah oh my gosh <laughs> not a word was spoken
0: oh man unreal but yeah i think that conversation needed to be
1: had yeah i think that was uh, <laughs> that was bubbling under the surface for both of us a little yeah, bit totally
0: also uh, can i just say i think it is, i do think it's interesting that you and i both come at this particular issue from very opposite directions and yet it seems like we're almost in
1: total agreement
0: <laughs> which yeah. i think is yeah, no, interesting
1: it's for me like when a movie comes out if it's not available on digital like and it's a movie I want to see, I need to see that shit day one. Like I've just been waiting for so long and for me like especially for Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, I've seen every MCU movie the night it came out in the theater. And so like that's like a chain I don't want to break. Wow, yeah. And so especially for the MCU movies <laughs> I'm like that. Um but I also know that um like i want to go watch i haven't seen the suicide squad yet just haven't seen it yet i get it yeah okay i haven't seen it yet. whatever um i just got hbo max like i'm just gonna watch that at home yeah i'm not going to theater for that like so for movies that i'm i want to see but like i'm not like super hype on like i don't want to have to go to the theater for that it's like a whole thing cost me like 28 bucks to go get two tickets and that's it not including drinks or something then we get a couple of beers blah 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 blah. you know I, i can walk in less than 10 minutes to a movie theater from my house, it's nice. But I still don't want to <laughs> yeah. if I don't have yeah, to. Yeah, of course. Like certain movies, like I want to see Dune in the theaters because it's going to be you sure. know, loud. It's going to be beautiful. Sure. But then on, after that, after I experience it that one time, I'll just watch it digital. I don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not that important to me. That, you know, cinema, blah, 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 blah.
0: I, I've always <laughs> thought that that is bullshit. Cinema.
1: You know, it's a movie. It's a fucking movie. Get over <laughs> yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's something about there's something about uh cinema people. It's just they think they're so much higher brow than all the other art forms. And it's like, yeah, I hate
1: to tell you. I mean, I like movies, but you're just fucking not like <laughs> I, I think it's to me. For me, it's it's anyone that takes anything too seriously yep. like that. Yep. I hate how Seinfeld talks in comedians and cars getting coffee. Oh, yeah. He talks yeah. about, like, comedy as if it's, like, some science that he's, like, mastered perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And I get it. He He's an accomplished dude. He's, like, really fucking funny. But, like, dude, you're just telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's not that serious. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're so when, right. Sometimes when people just talk about their art a little bit too much, you're like, okay, dude. Okay. Yeah. Like you're extremely talented, but you're painting. Okay. Yeah. Like it's like, you don't have to, you know, let someone else say that about you or something. I don't know.
0: Imagine like the only, the only profession that should be allowed to talk that way is like surgeons. Like if you're literally saving people's lives, then, then sure. Pump, pump, yeah, <laughs> pump, <go for laughs> pump it. yourself up all you want. But if you are literally like making, making movies, taking photos, painting, making music whatever is. And many of these things, both of us do, right? Like we're not throwing shade at these people, but it's like, we understand that it's not that serious. It's like, these are creative outlets and they're great. They need to exist, but they don't make the people who do them
1: better than anyone else. For sure, right? Like I'm not like writing a song going, I can look at an experience and just deconstruct it emotionally, (laughs) and then find the roots of all the pain in my life and translate that. You know, just shut the fuck up, dude. Come on. Yep, sounds so dumb. One hundred percent. Wow, are we doing a Marvel podcast right now? (laughs) Maybe. Whoops. All right, that was all my news. I think you might have had something, right? Uh, no, I have Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any any news,
0: but I just have a, a lot of thoughts on um our next topic, which is the episode of What If entitled entitled What if What is it? What if Doctor Strange broke his heart instead of his hands? It, it, that was a Lost dumb title. His heart. I will say. Yeah.
1: I actually liked it what if Dr Strange lost his heart instead of his hands I just I don't know it's an interesting way of putting it I suppose
0: I thought it was a little corny um, well let me let me let me take that back I I thought the way the watcher said it in the in the beginning of the episode was very corny it's like in this universe instead of Dr Strange losing his hands he lost his heart it's just
1: like shut the off <laughs> like can I can I make a confession oh God I I always skip the intro to this show. Oh, you—you you should not do that. There's like stuff in there. I'm yeah. I'm always just like, eh, okay, skip. Press a little button, skip it. Wow. Then, then after like I think like the second episode, and you're like, oh, I saw what's his name's name in the credits, so I knew Thanos is going to be in this. So now I skip it so that I don't get surprised by uh, who's casting it yeah okay that's fair that's that's actually fair but you could can i ask a question too yes i could have sworn benedict cumberbatch was not the voice actor in this.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I wish i could wrap my head around why some actors sound like themselves and some actors don't sound anything like themselves
1: i could have sworn though when we first started talking i think the first trailer for what if i didn't think that they had benedict cumberbatch down as voice acting at all And I'm like, oh, that's weird because, like, the cartoon looks exactly like him. And I thought that they were going to have someone else voice him. And so I was surprised when it was actually him. Like, it sounded like him a little bit. But I thought that for some reason he chose to not be in this show. Interesting. Yeah. I I might be misremembering. I can't remember.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's very – the casting decisions for this show are strange all around. I would <laughs> see what I did there. But uh, <laughs> I mean, like
1: Rachel McAdams, like I wouldn't have known if it wasn't her.
0: No, but I forgot princess. she even was in the MCU at all. I mean, that character, yeah, unfortunately, fair. is inconsequential and her purpose was only to be fridged, which is kind of fucked up. Uh, I don't like that when they do that to female characters, but they do it in every fucking movie.
1: Um, yeah, the MCU is not good at love, love interest. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Uh. She did fine in this, I thought. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Do you want to jump right into it? Where do you want to start? Okay, so I I guess let me give my
0: overall thought. I'm I'm interested to hear if you um felt the same way. It seems like maybe you didn't. Uh so the first time I watched this episode twice, and I'm glad I did. Because the first time I watched it, I hated it. This was oh, this wow. was my least favorite episode, um, but I think, really? but I think it's no longer my least favorite episode because I, I watched it again and I think I just picked up on some more stuff. This episode was by far the, maybe the densest material in the MCU as far as multiverse fuckery, because yes, absolutely, because the big thing that I uh, learned from this episode that I think most people should have learned or universes and timelines are definitively different in the marvel uh multiverse and that is now that is now definitive that's a fact um which is fucking hard to wrap my mind around um and yeah i i think it was just tough like like i didn't i thought that the the first part of it was like It was a little much like I I get that they were doing the different way. It's like no matter what he tried, like she had to die. It's an absolute point in time, blah, 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 blah. But I but I thought it was a little much like I was bored with that part. And then the next part, I guess I also was bored with initially because it's like he's just absorbing different random things for way too long and then becomes a demon himself. And it's like, right. I don't know. I, I wasn't a big fan of that, but, but I, but what I was a fan of was. I, I was a fan of what I was a fan of the lore introduced in this episode. Um, I, I think the execution could have been better. I still think that, but I think we learned so much about how this shit works that I I came back around the second time I watched it. And I and I'm really glad I gave
1: it another try. Um so was it like too much Groundhog's Day for you? Yes. Is that what you didn't yes. like about yes. it? Yes. Okay. I I,
0: I think I don't like time loop stories like that to begin with. Um I don't have a hatred for them. I just generally I don't know. I There's just something about that kind of story. It just seems very overdone. It's like, I mean, there's been fucking video games. There's been TV shows. There's been movies. It's like the Groundhog's Day thing has been done to death. It's like there is a, yeah. there's an easier way to explain. They could have just explained. Absolute point in time can't be changed. Done. I don't need to see 20 fucking attempts with the same outcome. I don't I don't know. I mean, it was like it was done well. It wasn't done poorly, but uh I I personally didn't need to see that. But I I've been talking too long already. Please please tell me your thoughts.
1: Um no, I think that was all good stuff. I I I like the episode from the idea of <clears throat> if you're thinking about multiverses and timelines and what an absolute point in time is. This episode was basically a stress test on the rule that something can be an absolute point in time. And so obviously Doctor Strange, no matter how strong he could become, you look at all the rules of magic. I liked that it showed the limitation of magic in that an absolute point in time is an absolute point in time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not expecting this episode to literally just end with the universe dying. <laughs> yeah. And I really appreciated that um, in the sense that they weren't scared to just, like, have some some random thing solve all the problems at the end. Like, Doctor Strange fought against the absolute point in time to the point in which the entire universe died because of it. Um, and I like that as a concept. Um, this episode, to me, was my favorite um, out of all of the ones so far. Um, mostly because it reminded me of a lot of Doctor Strange comics I've read, right? Some of the older ones, um, you know, from like the 80s and 90s, um, and I really liked that because you know you just you saw a lot, um, you know, from a, a magic perspective, I guess you could call it, and it was all just you know they didn't explain it all, but it was all just very cool to see, um, and I liked just seeing how. You know, with each step when he tried to change something, you know, all the different, you know, byproducts were of that and the different magic he was doing. Um, And so I I enjoyed it a lot from that perspective because I really like Doctor Strange, especially in the comics. Whenever he would show up, you're like, okay, this is going to be a good one because there's going to be some really far out shit in there. It's just going to get trippy and weird. And you maybe you won't understand it all or get it all of how the mechanics of it all work. But it's always fun. And that's what this felt like to me. Um, I can definitely see how the how the groundhog Day thing could get a little bit old It didn't bother me too much uh I think on the second viewing it bothered me more than the first um <laughs> that's funny it's like opposite. Weird. yeah <laughs> Re- yeah I think the the first time I watched it I wasn't paying as close attention and the second time I'm like, okay, like I've seen this car crash before <laughs> yeah. um but I did like as the um, groundhog's day part was going through as the changes became more different like strange didn't even show up to pick her up i liked how like the death changed significantly like you know she like had like a heart attack or something um that made it really interesting i also liked the uh the hidden library of cagliostro like i thought that was really cool um there was just like a lot thrown into this episode it moved very very fast um in terms of just like they did so much like they had to basically go from christine dying to him becoming doctor strange to like him trying to stop all this stuff you know talking about all these things the ancient one dying going to the lost library of cagliostro like there was just like a lot going on um i like seeing the animated version of dormammu just because dormammu looks really cool um there's just like a lot in here um I thought it was interesting. This one had the most Watcher in it, it seemed like. Um, Watcher's getting very, very, very
0: close. To, I would argue that this, he did interfere in this episode. I think directly speaking to someone is interference. What What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I was not really expecting that at the end there. He's like, basically, I, I can't interfere. And it's like, dude, you're talking. Right. <laughs> That's interfering. Um, as like the universe is exploding um yeah it was i i still don't understand how all these so far are very self-contained yep i really thought that we would start getting a little bit more and we haven't i mean the watcher is getting more involved but that's about it um it just it's interesting i I guess i just thought that this would go a little bit differently but it's mostly self-contained
0: yeah i think so I think we got a hint as to what's going to happen in this episode, where Doctor Strange. First of all, I did like, um, I I liked that Doctor Strange was aware of the Watcher. It, like he, he's. He, I think he said like I've sensed you and I've and I've read about you. Like I like I've heard rumors. You're basically a god. You could stop this and. The Watcher, first of all, denies the fact that he's a god that I thought was I thought that was interesting. But I, uh, I think probably the Watcher is going to be pretty godlike. I think we're going to find out here in, in the future. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think what's going to happen is the Watcher is like the the crossover is going to happen because of the Watcher somehow. I think the Watcher is going to be forced to interfere Um, because I, I wonder if, yeah, I, I think the Watcher's okay with sacrificing a universe for the sake of the multiverse, but I think if something was going to happen that threatened the multiverse, uh, he would be forced to interfere, and I think that's probably what's going to happen. And also, um, I could be wrong here, but didn't we have... Some trailers with animated Spider-Man with a Doctor Strange hood or cape.
1: Uh, Yes, he or he had the cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I, I, so I wonder if all of this. I mean, that seems almost certainly it's gonna, um, (coughs) it's gonna cross over with No Way Home and Multiverse of
1: Madness. And this shit's getting wild. Yeah, yeah. This shit's just getting wild. Yeah, it is um all i have to say is i really hope that uh they improve the watcher design and cgi since uh guardians of the galaxy volume two <laughs> they looked real funky in that movie
0: yeah they did that was more co- the comedy
1: watcher we we need more we need a more
0: serious watcher i think
1: but oh my gosh i'm going to post on our twitter at infinity rewatch there's a behind the scenes photo uh james gunn uh Stan the man Lee and they're all getting ready to shoot their scene with the, the watcher in it. And it's just like a normal dude's head on a gigantic body before they did the CGI for it. Just got to, uh, got to, got to check it out. So <laughs> check out at infinity rewatch for that one. I love it. Yeah, but all right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say what, if, there, if there's anything else you wanted to talk about for this. One.
0: Um, yeah, I guess it's just, I, I just, think it's so interesting that it's like so christine's death what creates an absolute point in time in a certain universe because christine's death was an absolute point in time in this universe but not in this what we've seen as the sacred timeline universe but does every universe have a sacred timeline
1: maybe clearly no i think the sacred timeline is only the sacred timeline because it's the timeline needed for kang to be kang
0: interesting that's why you're right who remains that makes sense you're right you're right you're right you're right that makes sense well then so then i would be interested in what is the purpose for these different absolute points in time in different universes because it clearly wasn't an absolute point in time in the mcu universe in which case wouldn't it have been much easier for for that psycho dr strange to just hop universes and just go chill with christine in that other universe i can't imagine that would be outside the realm of dr strange's abilities and as i assume we will see that that is true in the upcoming movie
1: yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know if like that's something like that, that Doctor Strange, I don't know, didn't think of, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, he was alive for so- centuries. You would think. Right. You'd think he would figure something like <laughs> yeah. that. But I guess for for the absolute point in time there, it's just like, you know, that car accident in our universe. You know, it didn't have Christine involved, but like that accident had to happen for Doctor Strange to become Doctor Strange. So that would, to me, probably be an absolute point in time. It just happens to be in this universe. It's Christine dying that is the trigger for him becoming a sorcerer. Um, So I think it's just like I don't know. I don't think there's like a like a governing decision there of what can and cannot be an absolute point in time. It's just like certain things are supposed to happen because they're just supposed to happen, and so whatever the trigger is for those things possibly become. An absolute point in time, I guess. Who knows? Is an absolute point in time the same thing as a Nexus event? It seems like it would be. Okay. Interesting. I just... Nexus event. I wish...
0: It's like part of me really likes that they are kind of dribbling out this information, but part of me feels like... They're only doing that because they don't have firmly established rules. And the more stuff that gets introduced, and I t- get I'm thinking about it too hard, like, and it's not that serious. But if they're gonna go in this direction, if they're gonna try even a little bit to explain it, then explain it right. <laughs> like, why? Why the fuck? Uh, I, I I don't know. It, it's it seems too ambiguous. Still, like I hope we get a real, real, real explanation for this in the Spider Man and Doctor Strange movies, because I am starting to get like, what is all this? Like, this is starting to not make any sense.
1: <laughs> and I yeah, I think it's like extremely extremely complex, yeah. right? And like the more we think about it, the more confusing it gets. Yes, um, and. I, I do think that they have firm rules now. I know that they said they had a meeting to make sure that they defined out all these things. I would say like an absolute point in time is very similar to like a Nexus event. Just things that need to happen. Um, I would say like the absolute point in time is the, is the trigger for a Nexus event almost. So like the Nexus event is Doctor Strange becoming Doctor Strange the Sorcerer Supreme the absolute point in time is the trigger that causes that event right happen. okay that makes sense and so it just happens to be in that timeline in that in that multiverse that, that that absolute point in time was different but the nexus event was the same essentially um but yeah this shit's confusing as fuck
0: yeah yeah it is the fact that it's now like <laughs> the fact that each there's an infinite number of universes, each with an infinite number of timelines within them is uh that's fucking tough to wrap to wrap the old brain
1: around. Yeah, it's it's really confusing. And I think Loki probably made it more confusing just with like some of their terminology. But I think that was kind of done on purpose in a sense. Yeah, but it's just like with with the sacred timeline, all this stuff. There was a lot of timeline fuckery going on and multiversal fuckery going on. And so I just like, it creates more of a web or a mess of timelines and confusion than there would have been otherwise.
0: So I wonder if the TVA only exists in certain universes. Because if, if the TVA existed in this What If episode universe, wouldn't they have stopped that or tried to? Yeah, I guess probably... But maybe it, it doesn't matter because Kang isn't Yeah, because yeah, because Kang that's
1: He who remains is gone now.
0: Yeah, right? and that's presumably a newly born universe. So maybe because all of them are. Right? Because uh or maybe not. Maybe they're all just newly born timelines in the same universe. Ah. Oh! <laughs> I don't fo- you're gonna
1: you're gonna have an aneurysm oh my about god this so yeah yeah
0: it's confusing
1: but who knows my friend who yeah. knows I love I love the possibilities of it all
0: yeah true it is very open-ended like they can do literally whatever they want which I do like
1: and it's seeming more and more like uh spider-man uh no way home is it's gonna open that even more which is just the possibilities of all this are crazy. The articles that are coming out crazy. Um, It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. All righty. My friend, are you ready to rate this episode? Yes. All right. As we do on the infinity watch podcast, we rate our episodes, movies out of six whole infinity stones. doesn't matter what multiverse they're from. Eric, what are you giving this episode out of six Infinity Stones? I this is another one of those where I like I wish we could break an Infinity
0: Stone because this would be right in like the three point five range for me. Um, and again, I did I, I came around. I I do like it now. It is not my least favorite episode, but I think I still got to give it a three for for me, just because it's a. Uh, it's just confused. Like I guess I'm just not smart enough <laughs> to, to like really have a uh, have handled it. But yeah, the groundhog. You just want to figure
1: all this shit out. You want to get like a PhD in in MCU multiversal physics or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I at least want it to be clarified. It's like we are now fully in it. It's fully happening, and and it hasn't been uh, clarified to my. Uh,
1: <laughs> pl- satisfaction. Yeah, said
0: I was gonna say pleasure, which was not the right word. But uh-
1: <laughs> you haven't been able to pleasure yourself to the multiverse. Exactly. Yet. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't. That makes one of us. Yeah, oh well, there we go. Um. Alrighty. A three, and I think I'm gonna go one above you and give this one a four. Okay. Um. It's I. I this is my favorite one so far. But like, let's not get blown away here. All right. You know, it's still. Still not quite where I wanted it to be. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good. I do think I agree with you that the Groundhog's Day was a little bit much, but they still did a lot in this episode. And I love Doctor Strange. I thought it was fun. Um, I thought they showed a lot of cool stuff. It was interesting. Um, you know, just I think the ending, I'm really happy that they stuck with that ending yeah. uh being dark. Uh because I was really worried it'd be like the watcher would be like, Oh, okay, I'll clean up your mess, you know, and just like, you know, everything's hunky-dory. <laughs> yeah. um, I like something with a little more consequence to it, even if it's just self-contained to that episode. Um, Just gotta say, wouldn't it suck if you're, like, selling hot dogs or some shit, and then some dude just can't get over his girl so much that he just <laughs> dis- destroys your entire universe? Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> that,
0: that would I mean, suck.
1: It, it's like, man, I'm just trying to sell hot dogs over here, and you just you have to become some magician or some shit oh, just uh cuz you're so upset. I mean, I get it. Like it's it's awful, but you just got to move on or something. True. Um I will say the one part of the episode that kind of threw me for a loop. I really didn't understand how there were two Doctor Stranges. I still don't.
0: So because the the ancient ones split the timeline. That that was the confirmation that timelines and universes are different for me is because um yeah, she she split the timeline basically so Doctor Strange wouldn't have the the power to do what he was trying to do because she foresaw mm. the destruction of the universe. Are you referring to the Watcher as a she? No, the ancient one, I'm sorry, the ancient one. Did oh, did I say the Watcher oh, okay. my
1: fault? Um I okay, so it was the ancient okay, I got Yeah, you,
0: yeah, yeah. I the the, the ancient one uh, split the timeline and created two Doctor Stranges uh which which she did actually say because um, if he kept going down that path, it was going to lead to the destruction of the universe, and it fucking did.
1: Shish I They could have explained that a little bit better, I think, because that was just right over my head. Um, but that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stick with a solid four. I thought it was. I thought it was good. It definitely wasn't a Captain Carter. Thank God. Um, yeah. And so I was happy with it there. So boom. We got a three and a four. All right. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Eric, what'd you think of this one?
0: <laughs> uh, I thought that it was bullshit that it didn't come to Disney Plus.
1: I wonder how many, like, do you think it's like going to be like a month? Something like that. I thought yeah, we maybe it said is. it was like in October. E- it is. It is. It's coming in October. Yep. Okay, so it won't be too. No. Long. Yeah. Okay. Are you are you ready for me to spoil?
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm fully um Yeah, I don't cuz I've been thinking about <laughs> about this cuz like I really just like I really don't want to just like uh, support movie theaters right now. <laughs> and, I, and I was, and I've been thinking about like how that's going to go with this podcast. And it's like, uh yes, yeah, so is, is if I care zero about spoilers ever really. Um, and yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll just be interesting to hear about, uh, I think this is going to be similar to my idea with, um, like books and, and movies, like seeing the movie first and then right. reading the book, it'll be even better. Like I I cannot wait to, to hear your favorite parts about this movie, and then
1: I'll see it in a month. And uh I'm sh- I'm sure it'll be great. But it it's it's almost like listening to like someone's commentary before seeing the movie. I'm not sure I've ever really experienced that before.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh so here's here's what I here's what I wanna know. I'm very interested in this. All right. Couple things. First of all Um, how was the action second of all did it do anything uh crazy for the overall mcu like any any larger um consequences and third of all were there any crazy cameos
1: okay um all right i will get to those yes i have them written down yes i will get to those okay um okay shang chi um i think i am going to rate it up front oh wow i want to do something completely different since since it's really just just kind of me reviewing the movie yeah but, no i i love it so i think i will give this like a really really rock salad five out of six. For me. Oh, i love it um i really enjoyed it my partner amelia really enjoyed it um it was a good movie. It was a good movie. I would say, if I had to choose a weakest act, I would say it probably was the third act a little bit. Okay, it faltered, but then picked itself back up. Oh, um, but just really good movie. Um, Aquafina. Oh my God, I loved her in this movie. <laughs> no
0: way, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> and I think, um, watching it, both my partner and I we we thought the comedy hit really well which is great like that's one of the aspects of these movies that we love the most is that like all the jokes were good um and so really love that um i would say this is the most unique um kind of solo introduction film for the mcu it's a lot different you know this is like uh it's like a just like a crazy you know kung fu action movie that Unlike we've ever seen before, um, it was this really cool getting a different set of characters, a different like kind of plot and and setting for this type of stuff. It still was a very much a Marvel movie, but it was so much different than what you typically would see, I guess, because uh, I think like the setting and everything was so different. The story was so different. Um, the action, okay, like it, just some of the sequences in this movie are just unbelievable. I totally get what people were saying, like, like the action scenes. It's just like, holy fuck. Like, there's so many big action kind of set pieces and sequences that I think you'll be really happy with that. Oh, man, I love it. I could have sworn at one point, I'm like, are they going dis- to this is about to be some like Dragon Ball Z shit going on? <laughs> yes. Um, which was insane to me. Um, so I guess I kind of want to walk through the plot a little bit and then I'll make some little comments. Yeah. I have to stop the breathe though for a second. I'm talking so much fucked. <laughs> okay. So basically Shang-Chi's dad uh, who is Wenwu I think is his name. They don't really say his name too much. He's just kind of basically who the true Mandarin is only he doesn't go by that name because fuck that name. Um, And so thousands of years ago he finds the ten rings and basically uses them to grant himself basically immortality he gets power he gets wealth um and he creates an army called the ten rings and he conquers all these things throughout history however uh in the 90s when wu um he was searching for a village called talo and when wu is the mandarin yeah okay. only like he doesn't go by the name mandarin but that's basically ever like is it referenced at all Um, it is referenced at one point, but he, yeah, he's like, I go by this name and they basically reference the fact that like people said, like the whole Trevor Slattery thing with Iron Man three and stuff like that. Interesting. no one ever calls him the Mandarin. He doesn't go by the Mandarin at all. Okay. Um, so he's looking for this like mystical village called Talo and that's kind of like in a different dimension on earth in a sense, but don't think of, like, timelines and things like that. It's not that. It's really just more of, like, a, a hidden, like... Like a Wakanda. Vi-
0: not in a... Di- Wakanda's not in a different dimension, but, like, it's on I Earth. would say
1: similar, but, like, it is almost in, like, a whole other dimension. Okay. In a sense.
0: Uh, like Thor's crazy fucking cave. Like Thor's acid trip cave. <laughs> kind of.
1: Kind oh, of, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, because Talo has, like, it, it has like mystical beasts there's like dragons there there's all these type of animals that don't exist on earth you know it's like it's completely its own place but it's it's on earth technically okay yeah i like that and so he finds in this forest uh talo and he he gets through the entrance and he meets um ying li who is like the village guardian. this, this woman and he's like basically been like destroying the shit out of people all of his life. No one has ever really like put up a significant fight against him because he's basically, you know, invincible and she kicks his ass. Like they fight and she just kicks his ass. And, wow. and then he's like, well, damn, I love this woman. And so they fall in love and have kids. One of them being Shang-Chi and one of them being Zha Ling, you know, the other daughter. And so he basically abandons the rings and like, he gives up all of that because he's found happiness with Ying Li. And and so they they kind of leave that all behind and, and live on Earth. Blah 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 blah. Um, but uh, you know, years later, basically, uh, while Wenwu is 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 gone, um, some of some of his like enemies come and and they kill his wife. When you say gone, he's he's just like not home at the time. Ah, okay, okay. Um, how, how old is
0: Wu at this point? Are we talking like centuries? Like he was thousands, thousands of years. Wow. Ago. Okay.
1: Okay. But he looks the same. Like you know. Right. Right. He, apparently there is um there's a line that is not translated well in English in this movie, but the Chinese thing he says to someone, and he's like he's like I've eaten I've eaten more salt in my lifetime than you've eaten uh than you've eaten rice or something like that. He says to mm. someone is to say that like he's had more of like basically a condiment than someone could ever have of like rice in their entire life or something. Right. Know, some Shit. crazy line. But I thought it was really cool. I read that in Chinese uh or Mandarin. Um so okay, so his wife gets killed and then he like basically like he's like, okay, I gotta massacre all these people, I gotta take up the rings again. Yep. And Wenwu basically becomes, you know, the Wenwu he was before. And so at this point, Shang-Chi is 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 training to you know be like you know the ultimate weapon whatever blah blah blah, blah.
0: why um, why is he doing that if Wenwu Wu was like previously happy doesn't
1: it... once his wife is that di- once his wife is killed when Wu like becomes kind of like just shut off from the world and he becomes the conqueror he was again so oh so the wife is killed when Shang-Chi is still like a little kid
0: he, he's like, like seven yeah I got gotcha. you uh, one, so one he, more one more one more clarifying question. Mm-hmm. is is shang chi aware that his parents are like mystical magical beings
1: uh yes okay yeah yeah wow that okay interesting yeah and so um basically when Wu makes shang chi undergo like all this training and then when when he's 14 years old when sends him to go kill the guy that killed his mother what um <laughs> And that's like the final test, kind of. Okay. Uh, but basically, after that mission, Chang Chi basically runs away, and he he runs away to San Francisco. He leaves his father and runs away.
0: Does he kill the guy? Um, I think
1: so. Yeah, I think he does kill him. Okay. Um, but yeah, all this so none of this is like very linear at all in the movie. None of it is linear. Okay. Um, there's like a lot of moving around. There's a lot of different stuff. So. Basically, <laughs> Shang-Chi is living in San Francisco under the name Sean,
0: <laughs> which is hilarious to me. That
1: is funny. Um, and he's working as a valet with his best friend, Katie, who is Aquafina. Um, and they're definitely like Katie kind of. Katie is the,
0: so. Like, I, the fact that her name is Aquafina in real life. And they, they just give her the name Katie. It's just the most normal name. I don't know why, but that is very funny. And that's like
1: her, like her actual name is technically ru I
0: think. In oh. The movie.
1: But she goes I, by Katie.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Still, regardless.
1: <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> Nothing is Nothing is as wild as Aquapina. But um, they definitely paint like Shang-Chi and Katie as like kind of older millennials that like really don't have like a drive for like what they want to do they're just working as valets but like they're both like you know talented people that have like lots of skills they just don't really have like strong direction in their life um so they definitely paint them that way there's a lot of really good jokes in there between the two of them and that's where you see that kind of action sequence where they're they're on the bus yep yep that, that we've seen and obviously that includes razor fist you know the dude with like the sword hand um and they're basically trying to track down Shang-Chi and his sister. I'll leave some of the details out there. Um, and so after that fight, Shang-Chi decides to follow his sister or find his sister in China um, and finds out that she is running an underground fight club in Macau. Um, and and that's what she's been doing. And that's, that's where we see the fight between Wong and the Abomination.
0: Yeah. Did his sister receive any uh, crazy training
1: as when she was younger, too? So Wenwu would not let the girls train with the boys, but she like was training on her own, watching them basically. Good. So she's a very strong, like strong person as well. All right, basically. Fuck you, Wenwu. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so there's another huge action sequence. The Ten Rings attack this this fight club. Um, in the fight club, we see cameos from Abomination and Wong. That's like a really quick cameo. You also see someone with the extremis Virus. Fighting Whoa. in the Fight Club, um, and you also see a Black Widow oh there as well. Wow, yeah, so very, very cool cameos there. Yeah, um, four big ones. Um, okay, so basically everyone's gets gets captured. They're taken to the Ten Rings compound, um, and Wenwu basically he takes he takes um, what do you call that? Like the uh, the plot device mcguffin after what is it mcguffin yeah there's there's like some mcguffins there i, I don't want to spoil too much but he basically takes a couple mcguffins that that he was after and he's been hearing his wife's voice in his head oh and his wife's voice is saying that she's being held behind a gate in talo by the villagers there and so he wants to go rescue her because he believes that she's behind this gate because he can hear her asking for his help. At this point in the movie,
0: is his wife the wife's name is Jingli? Uh his wife's name is Yingli. Yingli, yep. Yingli. Is Yingli meant to be a human being or is she yes. some kind of crazy like forest spirit or something? No, she's she's like a woman. Okay, but but she also existed for, like, thousands of years? I don't know
1: how old she is. I just know that she lived in in the village of Talo. I don't know how, like, long they lived. Okay, okay. So she's human, but she, like, seemingly
0: grew up in this, like, mystical dimension. Yeah. Okay, okay. Gotcha.
1: They very well might have, like, they have, like, some kind of powers there, too. So I don't know if, like, they live longer or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. Um the hard part is really getting to Talo. And so there's some MacGuffins there that like help basically draw out like a a way of getting to Talo because there's this huge forest um that functions as like a it's like almost like a living forest forest in the sense that like the trees can move and open up oh, uh, yeah. at will. And so there's like some MacGuffins that like show the way and timing to go through this forest because it'll open up in like a maze type structure, but then it closes up and it'll like instantly fucking kill you. And so people go into this forest and none of them come out because the forest will open up, you know, and then just shut itself. And it's just, it's basically like the trees can move at will, which looked really cool. I really liked like the concept of that. Yeah. Um. And so <laughs> when Wu basically captures them, he's like in a few days, we're going to, we're going to go to talo and we're going to attack them because they're holding my wife captive behind this gate um and so basically shang chi his sister and katie they're they're thrown in kind of like the prison there at the ten rings compound where they meet trevor slattery (laughs) yes who i guess was about to get killed by wenwu Wu. But then, like, he he basically became, like, one moose jester, in a sense, because Holy he was entertained shit. by him.
0: That's and so good.
1: I gotta say, Ben Kingsley steals the show every scene he's Dude, in.
0: Dude, that's not surprising to me at all. That's so good. Dude,
1: it's fucking hilarious. It's just, <laughs> He's so funny. It's it's amazing. I I totally forgot that, like, so I didn't know he was in it until the movie premiere. When you saw the pictures yep. of Ben Kingsley there, and I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna be in this. And then I forgot about it. Then when he showed up, I was like, Oh my god, I totally forgot Trevor Slattery was gonna be in this. <laughs> and he is so good. And so basically, I'm not gonna explain why, but uh they all break out together and they get to Talo before, uh, like days before um when Wu plans to go. He basically just like lets them go. He's like, Okay, we'll just like fight them there, blah, 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 blah. Um so they get to Talo, you see all these crazy mystical creatures, all this stuff, and they warn the village that the ten rings are coming, and basically meet this lady named Ying Nan, which is his mom's sister, Shang-Chi's mom's sister. Oh, okay. Named. Um, and she basically reveals to the group the history of Talo. She said, Thousands of years ago, Talo was attacked by a soul-consuming creature called the Dweller in Dark in Darkness. And it's Aww. minions. And the village was saved by a dragon called the Great Protector who helped seal off a gate to the Dweller's World. So there's this huge wall that's full of like dra- huge-ass dragon scales. And I guess the Dweller in the Darkness is being held behind that. Um, and that's kind of like the entrance to the Dweller's World. And so the Dweller in Darkness has basically just been manipulating Wen Wu into believing that his wife is still alive so that he'll open the gate. And once the gate is open, then it could basically take over the entire world by consuming everyone's souls. Because the more souls it consumes, the stronger it becomes. Of course. That's how these things work. Right. And so everyone starts preparing uh, and training for Wenru's arrival. They're given all their outfits and weapons crafted in dragon scales because that's like the way to protect against all this stuff. The dragon scales are basically like the key to uh, protecting against, you know, all, all of the bad dweller in darkness bullshit. And so we kind of enter into the third act here when Wu and the 10 rings arrive, a huge battle ensues, um and Wenwu and Shang-Chi fight and he finally stands up to him and Wenwu just like destroys him and just like shoots his entire body straight into like this body of water right by the village. And Ooh. he basically is this like he drowning essentially. He's just into the into the lake or body of water, or whatever.
0: And that's where yeah. he
1: encounters the dragon, I assume. After a while, yeah. Okay. There's there's like a long period where he's just like kind of <laughs> dead, unconscious, yeah. floating there. Okay. Um, and when Wu starts breaking through the seal, uh, of the gate, uh, which unbeknownst to him causes all the dwellers' minions to escape, which look like these crazy like soul sucking dragons, um. And so all of the Ten Rings and Talo, they're fighting. And then the minions of the Dweller in Darkness start, like, eating the souls of people and completely destroying them. And then everyone immediately starts fighting together because, like, they realize that, (laughs) you know, they're all about to die because it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, of course. So as this is happening, like, the soul suckers are coming out. I just call them soul suckers. Yeah. Um, uh, Shang-Chi is basically revived by the Great Protector. That's where you see that that scene from the trailer with the dragon in the water. Nice. Um and the great protector comes up and he starts battling all the minions like this huge ass flying dragon uh thing in the air and Shang-Chi and Wenwu fight again. Uh but this time Shang-Chi wins. Um but the dweller in darkness uh the dweller in darkness escapes and then Shang-Chi and everyone else has to fight this huge ass like soul-sucking dragon as well. Did Shang-Chi um,
0: get a power up from the from the Grey Protector? Is that how he wins or is it just kind of like
1: it's more of just like he's he's able to like channel the powers that his mom has, as well as the powers that like his from the rings and what his dad taught him. And so like it's kind of like his mom beat his dad the first time they fought, too. Because, like, she's able to, like, control, like, her surroundings right. in a way. Um, and kind of, like, control that energy and, and move things in the air. And so Shang-Chi basically just learned how to do that as well. Okay. um, And then was able to defeat his father and then use the powers of both his mother and his father to be, you know, super powerful. Yeah. So um, this is where I, I struggled a little bit at this part just because it did become, like, very... It's very ambitious, which I know is a word I make fun of sometimes, but like it did become a little bit CGI fest a little bit because there's like two huh. gigantic dragons. They're fighting in the air. They're fighting all over the place. There's just there's a lot going on, but it was still really cool. Um, and so basically, um, after Shang-Chi defeats Wu, um, Wen Wu ends up actually saving Shang Chi by passing him the rings before he's killed by this Dweller in Darkness, mm. so he was still fighting, but then the Dweller in Darkness kills him by sucking out his soul, and he just passes all the rings over to Shang Chi. Um, and basically, there's a huge fight now between all the people that we've seen in the movie versus the Dweller in Darkness, you know, including Shang Chi, the Great Protector. Uh, Shang-Chi's sister and an Aquafina uh, all battling the Dweller in Darkness. Is the uh,
0: Dweller in Darkness Fin Fang Foom?
1: Uh, no. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. Okay. Um, it's kind of its own thing. It, it looks pretty fucking gross. Oh, um, But okay. I think the Dweller in Darkness is technically like its own Marvel character from like Doctor Strange and some other stuff. Okay. Um, if you look it up online, it doesn't exactly look like that in the movie. But basically, it's the same thing. Um, and so eventually, they defeat the Dweller in Darkness altogether. Um, and they kind of cut to the end. At some point in the beginning of the movie, like Shang-Chi and Katie are at like a bar with a couple. And the couple's like, you guys need to do something with your life. Like you graduated and you like, you have like all this talent, but you don't do anything. And they're like, basically like, like, whatever, like, all you do is, like, work and do all these things and you're boring. And so we cut again to them <laughs> at this at this bar with a couple. And they're explaining how, like, they went to Talo, defeated the Dweller in Darkness. And this couple's like, are you mocking me? And it's like, you just like making fun <laughs> of the fact that, like, I said that last time and they just basically don't believe them. Um, and at that point, you see one of those like Doctor Strange, like, spiky circle portals come up yeah sling ring yeah sling rings yes thank you spiky portal sounded a little less uh, (laughs) real there um and so one comes out and he he basically is like telling them that he wants them to come to the sanctum santorum with him um and that's kind of the end of the movie at that part and i'll stop there for a moment
0: (laughs) i love uh yeah, it seems clear that the that the sorcerers are like just fucking everywhere now in the yeah. in the Marvel universe, which I I do like a lot.
1: That's yeah, awesome. It was, it was nice seeing Wong in this movie. It was good. I was really expecting Doctor Strange to come up, but I was like, maybe it's probably good that Wong was a person.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I feel like Wong is, um, and this might be proven false by the next movie, but I feel like at this point. At least in our universe, Wong doesn't seem to be so far behind Doctor Strange in skill level. They seem very similar, I, I feel. Is that a sense that
1: you are getting as well? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell. I think we'll really see in, in the next Doctor Strange movie exactly where he's at. Because, um, I don't know, it seems like he's definitely... He's always just like the sidekick. And so... Right. He hasn't had that much time to shine, but he's uh, always the clever so, like he always seems smarter. He's basically Dr. Watson, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Where it's like he kind of he's the
0: but more skilled
1: the, than Watson though. He's like the more reasonable one where it's like sometimes when when Dr. Strange gets a little bit too like, you know, um stupid, yeah, like into <laughs> his own head, right? Like yeah. you know, like Sherlock Holmes is extremely smart, but sometimes like you just need to like cut through all of that and just be like, no dude, like this, like, yes. you know? And that's what, <laughs> that's what Wong is to Dr. Strange. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like it. And so I, I really hope we see some more of him cause I like him. Um, so I think I answered the cameos for the, for the movie and the action mm-hmm. overall MCU consequences. Um, I think there's a lot, a lot to move forward with here. Um, I think the after credit scenes will answer the rest of your questions. So interesting. And there, are, there are
0: two of them. Okay. I am. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's hear. Wait, I'm going to guess. All right. Hmm. I've, I mean, after credit scene, I've got to guess either Dr. Strange or Spider-Man is in one of them. Is that true or no? Uh, no, but kind of close. Okay. I don't know. what well, th- that was my big guess. So why don't, why don't you hit, why don't you hit me
1: with them? <laughs> All right. So the first one follows up exactly where the movie ends with Wong having them come to the Sanctum Santorum. So I said you were close because they are in the Sanctum Santorum. Okay. And there's some in there by Wong. And do you remember in... Uh, endgame when the Avengers were talking to like Black Widow and they'd be on like a little holographic screen talking about like something that was going on somewhere. Uh it was like not- Captain Marvel, uh Okoye. Oh yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do I do remember that. Yep. Okay, so there's two there's two Avengers that are talking to Wong and them in the Sanctum Santorum in that same way. Oh I would like you to guess which ones they are. Oh, fuck. Two Avengers. Okay, I'm gonna
0: guess... Carol Danvers.
1: Bingo. (laughs) Good shit.
0: And, um...
1: hmm, This next one's gonna throw you for a loop, I'm telling you.
0: I'm gonna say... Talking to Wong. I'm gonna say Carol Danvers and... Banner?
1: Bruce Banner? Bruce Banner. Is it really? And it's not the hulk it's just normal bruce okay so hold on let me pull this up here i so, i
0: am so impressed with myself that i nailed that
1: I, yeah i, I partly <laughs> called bullshit for sure
0: no i swear i swear to god i just i just completely guessed
1: okay so we see bruce banner who looks a little bit older he's not the hulk and he oh. still has a sling on, which shows that maybe he's recovering still from the Infinity Gauntlet snap. But for right. some reason, I thought we'd never see Bruce Banner again um, since he became Smart Hulk. Um, we also see Carol Danvers. And Bruce Banner is explaining that the molecular makeup of the Ten Rings uh, make them look much, much older than a thousand years old. And They're made of they're not made of any substance known to the people on Earth. Um, Carol says she's never encountered anything like them in her time with aliens and space travels. Um, And Wong explains that once Shang-Chi used them, a signal was sent out from Earth and they don't know where. Oh, shit. And they're basically emitting out some type of signal. And it basically ends at that. And I was more confused as to why we were seeing Bruce Banner, like an older Bruce Banner with a sling on. I was just so confused by that.
0: By um, older, like, was he clearly makeup to look older than Mark Ruffalo is? Like, is no, that what it was you just mean? Just Mark Ruffalo. Just I Mark think. Ruffalo.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's see. I wonder if there's a picture of Mark Ruffalo. I'm
0: sure there. I'm sure I could find it. All right. And while you're looking that up, so throughout the movie, is there any speculation or. Do they like say what the ten rings are? Like, are no, they? No, I think supposed they like to kind be... of allude to the
1: fact that they don't even know where Wenwu found them. Interesting. If I remember correctly, I don't think they. I don't think they ever mentioned anything about it. Fuck. So
0: that is very similar because in the comics, the ten rings are alien artifacts, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Wow. So it's interesting because Carol says it's nothing like she's seen in her travels on alien worlds or anything like that. And so she doesn't know. Bruce Banner doesn't know. And it's emitting some type of signal from Earth to somewhere. Seems kind of Eternals-esque. I don't know.
0: Ooh, yeah. It might might be Eternals. I don't know why. So I don't know why I thought this, but I immediately went to the Shi'ar. Don't know why, I mean, but uh, love that
1: too.
0: yeah, I, I see. I feel like it's going to be X-Men ish or, or something like that, like some kind of some one of the aliens that the uh, that the X-Men fight.
1: Sure. I'm all for that. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. You got one of them. Basically, the, the after credit scene, you figured that shit out real quick. What, what I was can't the other believe one? that. Is, is, does it feature
0: another cameo? Uh No. Okay, then I guess my first thing I I got to guess is is it a joke or is it not a joke? Cuz often the way these things go is the first after credit scene is like you know, world building and then the second after credit scene is often just like a just like a throwaway joke. I am so, going to
1: I would say commenting on that in the era of Disney Plus, I don't know if those will happen anymore as much.
0: Oh, interesting. So it sounds like maybe uh, scene number two was alluding to a Disney Plus series. Yep. Okay, okay. I appreciate that hint. Um. So it was, was going to be serious alluding to a Disney Plus series. I am going to guess... I don't think... I... Mm, I want to guess Hawkeye, but I don't think it's Hawkeye. I feel like that would be a weird inclusion, but maybe it is. Is it Hawkeye?
1: Mm-mm, nope. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not po- sure. The post credit scene features Shang-Chi's sister, Zhao Ling, becoming the new leader of the Ten Rings. She is now training the girls alongside the boys at the Ten Rings. and it says the 10 rings will return alluding to the fact that there will be a 10 rings show of some sort
0: no way that's actually so sick wow i
1: fucking love that yeah so it should be interesting this there's a lot to branch off of here
0: that is wow that is so great um I imagine that's going to be a similar but much better attempt at what they were trying to do with Iron Fist. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. That is that is super exciting. I'm super glad to hear that. Yeah, that's it, that's it'll great. Be
1: interesting. I think that I think that Shang-Chi might be an avenue for maybe bringing up the Iron Fist in some way. Um, you would think. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. You would think because how the fuck is Shang-Chi going to have like all these all these crazy superpowers sounds like he's OP as fuck like in a good way and and yet Iron Fist uh is supposedly the the greatest martial artist alive or or whatever and then he I forget what what he fucking did he like grabbed a dragon's heart or whatever the fuck he did uh <laughs> to get, it, to get whatever his whatever the fuck he did, mark. I mean, I did something like that to get his mark. Um, but then, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that show was problematic for a million reasons. But uh, fuck, I, I would love. I I think the only way they could bring. Let me rephrase. I think the only way they should bring Iron Fist back is if they make it clear that Heath thinks he's the greatest uh, martial artist in the world, but he clearly isn't because yeah. if there's one thing I don't want to see, it's some fucking white guy just coming into coming into the MCU and an actor. And I don't think they'd refa- They'd recast that same actor. Cause he sucked. Yeah, but, no, he uh, but any white guy and especially a white guy with like no martial arts training, which clearly that what was his name. Finn something. Whoever whoever the fuck yeah. he was, he sucked all around. Um, this guy from
1: Game of Thrones, right? Finn. Yeah, yeah.
0: Something. But uh, but my point is, I don't want to see that at all. But I think if they brought that character back with a an acknowledgement of like, actually, <laughs> you think you're hot shit, but uh, watch watch our boy Shang Chi smack you the fuck down with zero effort, and then. Uh, And then you can start uh, living in reality a little bit more. I think I think that would be cool. But somehow they got to pull off that mask. Yeah, I What blows my mind is I feel like that would not be a difficult mask to pull off. I would love it. And I I feel like what is so ironic is fucking Daredevil pulled off that exact look.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, they pulled it off with Ben Affleck in the early 2000s.
0: Yeah. Yes, they they can definitely do it.
1: 2003. I fucking love that leather suit. Yeah, (laughs) that might have influenced my childhood a little too much. But uh, oh god, I will say okay. So back to I want to wrap up Shang Chi here before I'm all done. Um, Five out of six Infinity Stones. I will say two things uh, that that stuck out to me that I wasn't expecting. I thought Aquafina was really fucking funny. That's great, and I love that. And I thought Tony Lung. Who played Wenwu? Yep, stole every scene he was in. Wow, that's awesome. I thought he was really good. Um, and just you know, he he didn't have to do much to like just like you just could feel his character. I feel like in every scene, and I really liked that. Um, you could just tell he's a good good actor, and I I really enjoyed watching him. And uh, Simu Lu, he was great as well. All of it was, it was really good all around. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ben Kingsley stole every scene he was in. No doubt about it. That's man. That's
0: fucking awesome. Well, let me tell you my rating for your retelling of Shang-Chi is also a five out of six. I am. No. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited to watch this in um, one month. It, on uh, Disney plus and, and maybe, uh, I mean, maybe uh, I'm sure I'm not alone in not wanting to go to theaters right now. So maybe this will end up being you know kind of, kind of a good thing. It's like, we got the, uh, we got the perspective, the day one perspective, and then maybe I'll just give like a five, five to 10 minute thoughts yeah. in a month. And that for the, for the Disney plus viewers.
1: I got a deal um, for you. When it comes out on Disney Plus. Yeah. If you get on Disney Plus, then boom, I'll bring over the pizza and then we'll watch it together. Yeah, that sounds great. And there we go. Then I'll get to see your firsthand reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> I and love it. There we it. go. Yeah, I did.
0: And I hope this doesn't get me arrested or anything. But uh, let me say, a friend of mine did try to find a, uh, <laughs> try to find a version online. And unfortunately... Uh, This friend did watch the first like five to ten minutes, but the first five to ten minutes are unfortunately all spoken in Chinese, which I do not speak. Um, And the subtitles were also in a language that I cannot read. (laughs) So I had no
1: fucking clue.
0: Yeah. So I had no fucking. uh, My friend had no fucking clue what was happening. And uh, yeah, so my friend gave up. But
1: my friend gave it. You know, it's funny. The movie started in the theaters and uh, Amelia goes, oh, shit, I have to know how to read for this. <laughs> like, Unfortunately, yes. That's why I had to read it all off. For I
0: hate cause... that. I hate when I go into a movie and I discover I
1: have to know how to read. It's <laughs> like, fine, babe, I'll read it all out to you because I know. Oh, you know.
0: my God. I would. That would be infuriating. Can you imagine in that- a theater, someone's
1: going a thousand years ago. Oh my god! Found that- <laughs> it's like for fuck's sake. Just be dumping popcorn on that person, unless they're like, like I know people that are are deaf or no, not deaf. Sorry, blind. I always mix those up. Some people that are blind <laughs> can get like the the headphones that like give you the yeah uh, the description of that. That shit's crazy. Have you ever heard of any of those before? Only
0: on um, the first time I experienced that, actually, speaking of Daredevil, was on the Netflix show Daredevil. They did that. And I think it's, uh, I I mean, really impressive and and amazing and incredible that that exists. Um, But it is tough. It's it's if you're not used to it, it is tough
1: to follow for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You definitely. Yeah, it's it. There's so much going on. It moves real. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, and there and there's some like overlap between the dialogue on screen and the uh, the person explaining what's happening. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, you you've you've got to be
1: adept with the old earballs <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, all right, I think that's it for Shang Chi. We will wait to see what Eric thinks when it comes out on Disney Plus. But I'm giving it a solid five out of six really enjoyed it go see it it's something different something fun lots of cool stuff to see highly recommend it yeah
0: love it that's it sounds really good like it really sounds like uh my my shit
1: yeah i think i think you'll like it you know i forgot to mention this earlier because i remember when i was watching the movie i literally thought this i was like damn this is what mortal combat should have been that yes 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 100 percent because it it is so good. That's so, so good. Fucking awesome. And the guy with razor fist, the guy with like the sword arm, I was like, that's the most Mortal Kombat character I've ever seen Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Love it. Alrighty, let's jump over to recommendations. Eric, what do you got for us this week? All right. I've got a uh, I got a couple this week. Um first one is
0: heavily qualified. So a couple things about what me. What's that? I am uh I am not a religious person. And I think yeah. Kanye West is a psychopath, right? Yeah. So keep that in mind as I recommend Kanye West's new album, Donda. Um, Despite the fact that I think a lot of the lyrical subject matter is aggressively silly. That fucking album is just banger after banger after banger after banger and i wow. lo- and i love it um I, I, I like so despite the fact that i think kanye is um potentially damaging to society as a whole i think that musically um very few touch his level of genius um when it comes to a, just being an artist, and more importantly to me, con- constructing songs and, and producing music. is just like, he's just so unique, and he has such an interesting perspective that even though I don't agree with it most of the time, it is undeniably um, impressive, I, I would say, to, to me, and... Yeah fuck that album is just is is so good so even if even if you're like me even if you're like because the whole i mean the whole album it's 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 christian rap pop right
1: is is the whole album and it's so crazy to me how he's gone uh all the way over in that direction
0: it is why and it's to the point i didn't even realize this until obviously i heard it but like He's there's only a clean version of this album like he's like any what? There's any no swearing? There's no swearing. And and the the features and even himself when they do swear it's just like it's just cut out. Like there's no swearing on Kanye albums anymore. That's what? A, because it's a personal choice for him. He he doesn't want I ain't wanna... saying she's a gold digger. Yeah? Yeah. He's uh yeah, that's just a, a choice he's made for the la- his last album, which I thought was garbage, and um, and this one as well. He's he's continued, Dude, um, and, and I do, fun. and again, I think that's kind of silly. I you know I don't agree with his beliefs, but I am impressed by the fact that he's holding true to his guns. There, I think that it didn't affect my enjoyment of the album, and I do want to give credit where it's due. Where it's like. I don't see I don't think that's a, a negative thing. Like I can't imagine how it would be. I guess it is um I guess it's tainting the arts in a way, but also it's like so many young kids are like so obsessed with Kanye and now I don't like like I do think there's something to be said. I think uh pushing religion of any kind on children is not good at all. I don't right. like that. But I understand maybe you maybe you don't want children particularly your children if you're Kanye you know to hear you talking just mad
1: shit and just like you saying the craziest things um Sheesh.
0: there is a there is a big part of me that respects that but but anyways so i do
1: i i just have to say this is cuz uh, yeah, i'm me yeah i do find an extreme sense of irony in being like yo i'm not going to swear but after my wife has our baby i'm going to cheat on her
0: i mean Is that when did that even happen?
1: Yeah, I think one of the songs is all about the fact that he cheated on her right after the birth of their child. Wow. (laughs) I was reading an article about it, which I don't know who knows how true any of that is, but that's apparently what one of the songs is about. I just the irony between those two things I've always found funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say I agree. I don't disagree. But I also would say when you're at that level of fame, monogamy is like... That shit doesn't have, like, if you think, if you have a favorite celebrity couple and you think they're not fucking other people, you're wrong. FYI, sorry to, sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble, but, like, if you, I mean, yeah, it's like Hollywood is a bunch of, like, fucking Greek gods walking around. They are all fucking each other all the time Why would you be monogamous? There's no reason. So anyways, I think it's a little bit different when you get to that level. I think the rule is just just don't get caught and embarrass your partner. That seems to be the
1: rule. Um, Yeah, don't get caught, and then everything's fine, and then you get caught because no one can keep anything a secret anymore, it seems.
0: True, but I do think there's a lot of fuckery going on that is a secret. But Oh, yeah. No, I would um, agree. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, ju- just just listen down It's fucking jams, particularly the song, Jail. Huge jam, love it. Um, and then very quick second recommendation. I finally finished, I've been playing this game for a while, uh, Mass Effect 2. It's an incredible sci-fi space opera. It totally deserves um, its status as a classic. Um, truly fucking incredible storytelling. Uh, one of the best sci-fi stories or space opera stories however you want to interpret it um ever i would say uh certainly yeah yeah it's it's so well done i immediately jumped into mass effect 3 because i want to know how that storyline ends but it is fucking incredible um if you are even kind of interested in sci-fi stories and if you have any like if you play games in any way uh pick up Mass Effect Legendary Edition and play through those games. They are incredible. Fucking incredible.
1: But Damn. yeah, that's uh that's my recommendations. How about yours? Alrighty. Let's fucking do it. Um I got two as well um, that I'm gonna do this week. Very uh kind of revolving around what we just talked about. Well, one of them is not. I just got to recommend, I think there's a sale going on. There's a website called heroesvillains.com. Yeah. And they got a really cool collection of of nerd shit. And they got a lot of really cool Marvel stuff. Um, and I ended up getting a shirt from them that I thought was really cool um, that has like a retro Marvel logo on it with like Thanos, comic Thanos busting out holding a Tesseract. It's really nerdy, but I thought it was, their their clothes are like you can get a lot of really cool older logos and things that just like, they look like they're, uh, they're more hip, I guess you could call it. Um, and, and just the designs are really cool. So shout out to heroes, villains for that one. The other one is there's two things I got here is if you're going to see Shang Chi, I would say at a minimum, um, go to Disney plus and watch all hail the King.
0: Ah, yeah. So
1: if you go to at Disney Plus, Marvel used to release one shots, which were like typically five to fifteen minute videos uh, that bridged between their movies. None of them are on Disney Plus until about a week ago. They uploaded "All Hail the King," um, which basically is a kind of um, kind of post episode video to Iron Man three. I think it's about 15 minutes long and it talks about Trevor Slattery uh, in prison and kind of the Mandarin and all of that. Highly recommend, if you only have a little bit of time, you don't want to invest too much, before you watch Shang-Chi, watch All Hail the King on Disney+. Plus. If you have a little bit more time, watch Iron Man 3, the whole movie, then watch All Hail the King and then Shang-Chi. And I think it'll just give you a little bit more context uh, which which is nice to have going into that movie, but highly recommend if you if you've already seen it, watch All Hail the King. If you haven't seen it, watch All Hail the King. It's on Disney Plus now. Highly recommend you watch it. It is by far the most produced, well thought out Marvel one shot that there is. Um, so it's a good watch.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I was super excited to see they added that, and I actually did watch that. Um... And it's incredible. I love I love when uh somebody thinks they're going to fuck with Trevor and then his whole posse stands up and he's like, "Uh-oh, it's the fan base."
1: <laughs> he is so good. And then the after credit scenes with uh um what's his name? Uh Sam Oh, Rockwell. yep, 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 yep. Justin Hammer. God, get him back. Get him fucking back. I love how it basically alludes to the fact that he has a boyfriend in prison. Yep. <laughs> That's
0: great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like not, not here, not here. He's all embarrassed, by it. oh uh, yeah, man. highly recommend it. Um, I would also my kind of ongoing recommendation: rewatch all the MCU films kind of periodically. Um, my partner and I have been doing a chronological rewatch, which is my first time doing that. Um, kind of watching them through the timeline as they are in that universe. Um, I think we're just we just came upon Iron Man three. Uh, which is, I think, eight or nine movies into the uh, into the timeline there. But it is interesting, I know, especially with last week's What If episode, having seen The Incredible Hulk recently, it was just it was interesting. You, there's all these little bits that you think you remember, but you don't. Um, and so it's nice to fill in those gaps. So if you have free time, rewatch those movies. There's always something in them. Yeah.
0: That just, that just made me, if Sam Rockwell isn't in Armor Wars, I am going to be pretty
1: upset. Yeah, I mean, it's really disappointing that we really haven't seen much of of Justin Hammer since Iron Man 2. Because he is a great actor. And the best. Typically in any movie he's in, he he's definitely stealing the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, what was it? He was in like the Green Mile or something um, <sighs> when he was a lot younger. And, like, even scenes with Tom uh, Hanks, like, he's stealing scenes with Tom Hanks in it. (laughs) He's just just really, really good. Um, But, yeah, highly recommend. All Hail the King. Watch it, especially if you haven't seen it before. I think it's really good. I love it. All right, if you want to reach out to us, so you can send us an email at theinfinitywatchpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. We've been getting some really nice notes from you guys, so really appreciate it. Send some more over. We love talking about you guys. We love hearing what you guys have to say. Um, so shoot us an email at theinfinitywatchpodcast.com. Uh, once again, shout out to SoundCloud fan user 733172973 for the really nice email. Um, you can also reach out to us on Twitter at InfinityRewatch. Uh, Lots of random stuff that goes up there. So, yeah, if you have anything you want to say, do whatever. Hit us up. Do it.
0: Do it. Do it. And uh, last but not least, before we sign off, it is very important that we say with our chests, fuck
1: the billionaires. Fuck them. Fuck Fuck Jeff Bezos and his little mini dick rocket. (laughs)
0: Oh, man. We we for sure have the greatest sign-off in podcasting history.
1: Sure do. There's no one better. Especially not the billionaires.
0: Let's fuck them.